Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical and our special guest, Vicar Paul Agenton. How are you guys doing today? Very good. Doing good. Good, good. morning. You're not scared away yet, Paul, are you? I'm going to stick around a little while longer, right. I think. Very good. Very good. We're excited to have you here and excited to see your work among us and how the Spirit will bless you as, uh, as you grow in your knowledge of being a pastor and also as you bless us with your presence as well. Uh, today we're going to be taking a look at Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. Acts 4 is a very short time after the uh, accounts of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, so very appropriate for the time of church year that we're in right now. Um, we're going to see Peter uh, uh, opening up his knowledge of Scripture that the Lord has led him to, that the Spirit has blessed him with, and then uh, confronting some of the leaders, the religious leaders who had uh, uh, arrested him. So earlier in Acts chapter 4, Peter and the other disciples were arrested for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. They kind of beat him up a little bit, threw him in jail overnight, brought him up before the, the rulers of the people and the Sadducees and Pharisees. And then uh, uh, Paul boldly stands up and they tell him, uh, stop proclaiming Jesus, stop preaching the gospel. And this is uh, Paul's response to that. He says, beginning of verse 8, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man was, has been healed, let it be known to you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is, no, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So this day before they'd healed this, they'd healed this crippled man. Um, they're now on trial for doing something good, which is always ironic. Um, and yet uh, Paul, Peter very boldly stands up and uh, uh, defends the actions. And he even says, it's not that we're the ones who did this. He was healed by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Um, and so maybe we'll start with a question is, why is the name of Jesus Christ so powerful? Why is that the name that can do these mighty things? Ask the room. He's <laughs> the very son of God. So he's God incarnate, fully man, fully God. And so he's all power and all authority, heaven and earth. And you ultimately see that in Jesus' life as well. And he's transferred that power to his apostles and disciples to give them that opportunity to do those wonderful signs and wonders in his name, especially during the apostolic era, when that confirming the message that was given to them. What you said reminded me of Matthew 28, where he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And I always think that's, you need to unpack that a little bit, because didn't he have all authority in heaven and on earth? Why did I all have to be given to him? You know what I mean? Because, you know, he, he, he lived as a human being. He was one of us, Emmanuel, God with us. Um, so why did authority have to be given to him? And now he's, you said it's been passed to the apostles. Why did the authority have to be given to him? Yeah, he said all authority has been given to me. Is, is he just making a statement to the people? You're talking about his incarnation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he became one of us, um, he humbled himself and um, had all the attributes of God, but he was also in, in a state of humiliation while he was here. Mm -hmm. So according to his human nature, yeah. all authority was given to him right. by the Father. Right. So after he humbled himself in a state of humiliation, now after he's been raised from the dead, after you know he's now in a state of exaltation, so it's been re-given to him. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of that the question in, in Revelation. They ask, 
who's worthy? Who's worthy to receive the honor, the glory, the blessing, the power, the all that? There's only one who's worthy. The lamb. The lamb. The lamb is worthy, exactly. And so he's been given this great power. And so now the disciples, as you said, Pastor, the disciples are now able to do this, these great works of healing, not in their own name, not by their own right, not by who they are, but rather in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's really what's emphasized here, as Paul says at the end. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The name of Jesus is what saves, and the name of Jesus is so powerful because of what you said he did during his humiliation. He lived a perfect life that we couldn't live. He died on the cross to take away our sins. He rose again from the dead to conquer death. Uh, he he uh, gives us those things because of his great power, because of his name, and that's what makes him worthy. That's the, what gives him that authority uh, from God is because of, because of all the things that he did. Um, but then P- uh, Peter makes this uh, kind of condemning note here. He says, Jesus Christ, whom you crucified... And then later, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. There's some Old Testament uh, references, allusions there going on. But maybe start with the question, why was Jesus rejected by the builders, the the children of Israel by and large? He was a stumbling block to them. He was the wrong kind of Messiah that they were looking for. And so they, they didn't want what Jesus was offering. They didn't. They didn't. They weren't really listening to him very well. They were more jealous of him, and um, the stumbling block that he was that really broke them was that fact that he was coming to be a different kind of king than what they were seeking. They were looking for freedom from the Romans. They were looking for freedom from oppression, and they weren't looking to Jesus to free them from sin and death, which is why he came. Yeah, yeah. Which is like why I think I liked what you just said there with verse twelve. No one or name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Isn't it interesting that Jesus' name is the most powerful name? And it's, people use it to curse all the time. And it's, why would you use that name if it didn't have the power? It had to be, and why don't we say, oh, Buddha? You know, you know, it's, but it's always, it's always in the name, and people are always saying Jesus Christ you know, for a catchphrase. But once again, it shows the kind of name that he has. Is, there's no greater name than that. Yeah, I've heard that as a, a proof that his name is powerful is that they don't use any, no other name is used as a curse word. You know, I'm going to say, oh, Neil. <laughs> Maybe you're right. You're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. And I think, uh, that, I think that's a large part of it is the, the, uh, the aspect of his messiahship that he came to establish an earth, a spiritual kingdom. But I think the other half of it, and I think there's two halves, is, you know, the, the Pharisees were so caught up on the work righteous idea, you know, they, that they thought they could save themselves. And the idea that righteousness could be freely given, that righteousness was something that was just a gift from God, and it's for everybody, not just for the Jews. You know, the idea that Jesus came for all people, I think that was pretty offensive to them too, and that caused them to stumble as well, is you're going to give this message to the Gentiles, you're going to give this message to not the chosen people, uh, and you're going to give it freely. You know, they don't have to keep the law. And we can see, as we read through the book of Acts, the struggles that the Jewish church and the Gentile church had as they were trying to balance out well, what, do we have to still keep all these Old Testament laws? Do they not apply anymore? Is it just a bunch of nonsense that we can throw out the window? Um, you know, how do we balance these things? And um, in our study of Romans we've been doing on Sunday mornings, too, we've really seen that balance between the, the Gentile church and the, the, the Jewish church as they try to work together to form the Christian church, which is what God uh, wanted them to be good. There's, there's a ton of stuff in here that yeah, I have no, questions really about. Yeah. It, it's good because, like, the very first verse... 
we just talked about Pentecost, you know, that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. But now it says that Peter sounds like he was filled again with the Holy Spirit at different mm-hmm. times. So what happened to that first filling? <laughs> you know, like, so did it fall out? <laughs> you know, what I think it's just a constant reminder of that sanctified life that you have uh, that special outpouring at Pentecost and then really the Holy Spirit filling them on this. It says in verse 9, you read that they were examined today, so they were under trial because they were preaching the name of Jesus. This Jesus of Nazareth that very rejected. So it was nice to see that encouragement that they were bold. Maybe we can all be more bold this summer to share the word of God like Peter and the apostles did early on because they were really being on trial. I had a note written down in my Bible that that was applicable to what you were saying earlier about them being on trial. If it was illegal to be a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? So I think that talks about our sanctified life. Are we living a life that would actually condemn us if, as Christians if it was wrong to be a Christian? Mm. Would the world recognize us as Christians from yeah. our day-to-day doings and, and things? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I know, you know, in other parts of the world it is illegal to be a Christian. I've heard it said that right now in 2023 is the most dangerous time in the history of the world to be a Christian worldwide, not in the United States, obviously, but um, I think about my classmate, Raju, uh, who was here and studied in seminary and now is over in Nepal. There's anti-conversion laws in Nepal that he has to deal with on a regular basis, and that'd be a scary thing is yeah. to put your neck out there and say, are you willing to, are you willing to suffer all? Are you, willing to, are you willing to allow your family to suffer because of your convictions and your beliefs in Christ? And God gives us strength if and when we come to that point. Yeah. How about, uh, let's let Paul do something here. Paul, unpack the uh, the cornerstone idea. What is, you know, we talked about him being the stone the builders rejected. They didn't, it was offensive to them because he wasn't the right Messiah. They went, believed in work righteousness. But now the stone that was rejected has become the cornerstone. What is that? Well, I, I can't give you the exact Bible reference, but it brings me back to where Peter made his confession about who Jesus was. You know, you are the Christ, the very Son of God. And and he says, yes, Peter, it's on this foundation, which he was talking about himself. He's mm-hmm. the foundation of the Christian church, the foundation of our faith. You know, the whole, the whole lot of scripture points to him. Mm-hmm. And, and as Neil said earlier, the Jews missed that in, mm-hmm. in large portion. Uh, they were looking for this earthly king. They, they wanted to go back to the days of King David when, when the kingdom of Israel was in its glory. And, mm-hmm. and they weren't thinking about their spiritual rock, and, yep. and that's what Jesus is referring, or that's what Peter is referring to when he speaks yeah. of the chief cornerstone. Yeah, reminds me of in John, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and he says, "You search the Scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which testify of me." It's really all about Jesus, and if you miss Jesus, you miss the whole point of Holy Scripture. Yeah, you know? uh, some of these Pharisees, they like they memorize whole books of the Bible in Hebrew. You know, how many books of the Bible have you memorized? Uh, I've few verses yeah. here and there. <laughs> yeah, right? Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. But but uh, these guys, they knew their Bibles, but they didn't know the main point of it. And if you miss Jesus, you miss the whole point, and you're you're missing out on all the benefits of Holy Scripture too. All right. Any closing thoughts on that? All right. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. We thank you for coming to Earth and dwelling among us, for being Emmanuel, God with us, for entering the human story in order to rescue and redeem us. Through your life, death, and resurrection, we pray that you would bless us with this knowledge of the gospel, 
move in us and strengthen us so that we too may be bold witnesses as Peter was uh, so many years ago to proclaim the name that saves, the name that is above every name. And uh, may we continue to proclaim your name, Jesus, in all that we say and do. We pray these things in your saving name. Amen. Amen. All right, some updates and reminders for you today. Our online midweek Bible class continues this evening. Is this up to date, Pastor Mount Carmel tonight? Yes, sir. Okay, you want to talk? Introduce that a little bit. Yeah, the probably the most famous example of what happened on Mount Carmel. That Mount Carmel range was Elijah and the showdown between the Lord Jehovah and the prophets of Baal. So that was a very graphic uh, battle that took place there, both by the, the Lord and by what happened to the prophets afterwards. And then also the kind of lack of boldness of Elijah after all that took place where he kind of ran for his life from Queen Jezebel. So uh, we'll be seeing pictures of Mount Carmel and kind of going there and exploring that location and other things that happened there as well. Neat. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who came out this last weekend. Uh, We had our Adopt-A-Highway set last Saturday morning. Had a really good turnout. 30, 35 people or so. We got it done in about an hour, so it was really a good time. We had it all. I think we had 12, 13 bags of garbage, so a whole bunch of, a lot of storms this last winter, you know, so we had a lot of siding and screen windows and all those kind of things all uh, showed up. So, uh, and most exciting, we found two trophies from the 1980s that are now in one of our young girls' bedroom, I believe. So, Coming up this uh, later on this summer is our VBS. We're really encouraging everybody to get their VBS yard signs out. Um, we handed them all out last summer. Get them back out. But you need to put a new sticker on it with the new dates on it. So the dates for this year are July 24th through the 28th. Um, so those are in the church entryway. So anytime you're here uh, for basketball camp this week or at church this weekend, grab those stickers, take them home, put them on your sign, and pop it out in your front yard and get people aware of our VBS, which is coming up. Again, July 24th through the 28th. If you don't have a yard sign yet, we're working on getting those out. Those should be out by the weekend for sure. So uh, just get a hold of us and we'll get you a yard sign. This coming Saturday is Minnesota Delegate Conference. So our delegates, our pastors and teachers will be heading up there for uh, that conference. That's uh, at Berea Lutheran Church uh, in Invergrove Heights, Minnesota. So we pray God would bless that conference. Uh, Pastoral Conference is coming up a couple weeks now, June 20th through the 22nd. Uh, that's up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So the three of us will all be heading up, heading up for that for pastoral conference, and we'll get to see Paul's town where he, he stomping ru- rules the roof. Yeah, 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 stomping grounds. Yeah. And you have a paper you're presenting. I do have a paper I'm doing on Amos. Yeah, so I'll have those. I'll have some of those available if you'd like to see them when that gets done. Uh, Emmanuel Movie Night is coming up. We're doing a, uh, outreach committees trying this. We're going to be doing uh, some flyers in the neighborhood coming up. Uh, June 18th and then we're going to have a movie that Friday night at 6 p.m. We're picking out a a Christian movie to watch. There'll be popcorn, lemonade, we'll have the bleachers out, we're gonna have the pads down so if you want to bring a sleeping bag and lay it on the floor you can sure do that too. So should be a fun time and we're looking forward to hopefully getting some neighborhood area uh, people here as well to get them aware of our presence and our school and get them in the door so they're aware of our what we are and what we do here. And then finally, we have those parades coming up in July. Those are also very important for community awareness and for uh, getting our name out there for Vacation Bible School. Those parades are July 4th at 10 a.m. That'll be in the St. Peter 4th of July parade. And then also July 8th, that's Saturday after. 
Uh, that's at 11 a.m. Uh, and that's the North Mankato Fun Days Parade. So uh, we'll plan on doing those and hopefully you can come out and join us to walk for those. It's always great when we get 50, 60 people walking and people are like, whoa, look at that huge group. What is going on there? So wear your Emmanuel Blue and, and get the word out. Uh, our prayer list for today includes our cancer patients. We pray for Carrie Dale, the sister of Hillary Lean. We're keeping Pastor John Hine in our prayers as he goes through the treatment he's dealing with with his lymphoma cancer. Norma Carlson continues treatment for her uh, lung cancer. Gary Hanel has been going through treatment for his esophageal cancer. And Will Rucker uh, has also been uh, getting radiation for his lymphoma as well. So keep all these cancer patients in our prayer and uh, ask that God would guide and bless the doctors, nurses, medical teams that they may treat them and uh, God willing cure them according to his will. And finally, we keep in our prayers uh, from this past weekend, Hunter and Andrea, uh, Hunter Hanel and Andrea Wheaton, now she's Andrea Hanel, got married and I uh, ask the Lord would continue to bless them as they uh, continue on in married life and lean on Jesus as the foundation of their marriage as they walk together in his will for them. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today. Uh, our hymn is hymn 352 in the Red Hymnal. O Savior, precious Savior, whom yet unseen we love, O name of might and favor, all other names above, we worship thee, we bless thee, to thee, O Christ, we sing. We praise thee and confess thee, our holy Lord and King. O bringer of salvation, who wondrously hast wrought, thyself the revelation of love beyond our thought. We worship thee, we bless thee, to thee, O Christ, we sing. We praise thee and confess thee, our gracious Lord and King. In thee all fullness dwelleth, all grace and power divine. The glory that excelleth, O Son of God, is thine. We worship thee, we bless thee, to thee, O Christ, we sing. We praise thee and confess thee, our glorious Lord and King. O grant the consummation of this our song above, in endless adoration, the everlasting love. Then shall we praise and bless thee, where perfect praises ring, and evermore confess thee, our Savior and our King. Amen. <laughs> 